OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks, Faust, Mr. P. Feature. Hello, Internet. And Mauer. And in this corner. <laughs> I know, Mr. Mauer. I, I was trying to. I was trying to do that. It didn't. I don't know how well it came out. But. Beep you. I'm so not used to hearing without the grizzle. Like that was weird. That it was, was like, that was, was like, my Michael Buffer. It was like no. when people use like the face tune app. That was not Michael to like clear Buffer. out their skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what that felt like. That just happened to your beep you. <laughs> it came from a higher octave. Listen, I've realized over the past 400 issues of this that my beep you is not good for my throat. And after losing my voice for a week, <laughs> I'll give you something good for your throat. Listen, <laughs> baby Huey said it was wonderful, even though it wasn't that big. So wow, he would know. He would know. <laughs> He's, He's gonna be so mad when he listens to this. I like how I like how my favorite thing that Mauer does is when things are going his way, he just deflects to baby Huey. <laughs> it's like he's gonna be your punching bag too. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he's here for. He's a lovable guy. He's going to hate this issue. Yeah. <laughs> Two minutes so, in. <laughs> this issue is all us picking on Baby Huey. Nah. Yep. We're going to be making fun of Power Rangers, Transformers, and Disney movies. I was going to say toys, but then I realized that there's a machete sitting across <laughs> from me. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're going to talk about the well, king you... of cinema. Mm, king of cinema? I don't know if I'll go that far. Arguable. But, I mean... I'd say he's up there with the greats. Like if there was a Mount Rushmore, I'd put his face up there. But Would I don't you know put if I would Woody up with him. He's the king. Would you put Woody there? Woody Allen? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a tough one. That's a tough this is what this is what is harder <laughs> separate the person from the art. You know what I mean? That's a tough one. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I don't want to just say Who are we talking about? Features. We're talking about Martin Scorsese. 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 Marty. Scorsese. 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 Yeah, no, as we said on the last issue, we fa- uh, after that op-ed was released in, what, New York Times? Yeah. Um, that we felt as though this has become big enough that we should probably just dedicate an entire issue to it. I mean, we've talked about it when it originally broke, when Martin Scorsese said he tried to watch a couple Marvel movies, but those aren't for him. To him, they're not cinema, which then just this backlash. I mean, it's not came out of nowhere. We all saw it coming, but th- all the people supporting it, just made it worse and it snowballed into this big thing that really pushed him into writing this op-ed in my opinion what i think was this was his initial statement that was his initial statement but then after that so many people came out of the woodwork agreeing like jennifer aniston came out agreeing the Uh, only person i think that really heard him was when spielberg came and supported him because like everyone's like all right spielberg go over there with your avatar and and right. <laughs> leave the leave the adults alone. Um but yeah, Jennifer Aniston, I mean a lot of actors and it's I know who I'd like to hear uh their opinion on it since Coppola came out and said it. 
I'd like to hear like Nick Cage and the rest of the Coppola family, who is cinema royalty. See, Coppola, Coppola got me mad with the, it, they're despicable. Like, okay, you can dislike something and not be an asshole. Um, so that's the kind Francis of Francis is also how old now? That's sure. a shame, because I like Francis Ford Coppola. Sure, but it's still, like, let people like stuff. You know, you don't have to agree, but you also don't have to shit on everybody just because they like something that you don't. So calling something despicable just because you don't see the value in it. He's the godfather. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I I found Martin Scorsese's op-ed very interesting. And it's honestly, if he would have just said that in the first place, I think this would have all been squashed pretty quickly because it's not really about Marvel. It's about franchises and it's about opportunity. And Marvel just happened to be... It was the punching bag. It's the and biggest, yeah, it fit yeah. into everything. It's the biggest horse in the race. And it's what he thinks epitomizes you know, everything wrong. against him. It absolutely is. The success of the MCU has bred a franchise-based movie-going world, the blockbuster world that we live in. And a connected universe world where... Everybody wants. I don't think it's the connected universe piece it's as much as it is franchises. Because I mean, honestly, Harry Potter would have done that already. I mean, it was you, eight, what, eight, nine movies right there. But even then, look at towards Fast the end of the them Furious. and the new ones. Yeah, Fast and the Furious yeah. is another one. So, but, but Fast and the Furious and Harry Potter would fall under the same category that he's talking about. So and would Friday the Thirteenth. Mm, franchise you're right but i don't think that's big enough that yeah. it's the point of his article okay let's let's first just sum up his article real quick the article is, is not it's not that it's long but if we're going to have an opinion on this we can't read this whole article out so um go, just a, a bare bones real quick not doing it any justice kind of uh recap his point was not that marvel movies are bad or quote unquote not cinema it's not what he considers cinema because he considers cinema more of an art form where these are formulaic and that they were created uh, by uh, uh consensus uh, and what's the focus groups right that they've that they're churning out things um, based on the opinions of others not the opinions of the creators Right, absolutely. So the creators aren't given as much of a say because it's kind of already set in stone what needs to happen. Uh, and that they become so widely popular with the moviegoers that it's not allowing other types of cinema a chance to thrive because it's being overshadowed so much by franchise-based uh, movies. And by the, the money of it. And him going on and saying things like, it's not as much what the filmmaker wants. And them seeing... The collective there, like that is the new art form. That is the new way to make money. Like I, I can see, we've all talked about that recently, even with Marvel movies before he said this, where like, they're not going to give it for the directors because the directors don't have say anymore. A lot of directors left the Marvel MCU because they're like, it's not directing a movie. I'm told I have to do this, this, and this. Don't forget about that. Here's the tone of your movie. Go. Because, because the, the same art time. form isn't in the story itself. It's already laid out for you. It's it's your shot choices. Yes, I mean, you're, the story's done. You still got to make the movie. So like, and and by the way, the people making the movies, the directors, a lot of times are the ones working on the script. I'm gonna look at Ryan Coogler. Coogler, I can say name. Coogler. Thank you. you. Had it right. Um, working on the James, script with think of James the plot Gunn. points. Well, yeah, with, it's the no. uh, James Patterson way of writing. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, but James Patterson's doing something right. <laughs> Here's my outline for these 70 scripts. That, now all you guys but that's write really them. Really, honest. I mean, I look. I can't speak to everybody's way of writing, but. From what I understand of writing, the way that you pull this off is that you build that skeletal structure first. You go, okay, these are the points that I'm trying to hit. Then you just need to get from point A to point B with dialogue and description. But then you go into who gets the credit for the creation, the person that laid out that outline or the person that just executed it? Uh, I mean, Ryan Coogler 
pretty much his name. I mean, that's well, you, that's because you only can have so many people as writer. It's still, I mean, he's he's given that credit. So is James Gunn for Guardians. It's not like they're not involved with this. And then going back to James, what James Gunn said when they, when the Oscars were bashing him, when he says you you're crazy if you don't think I put actual character development into a talking raccoon. It sounds ridiculous, but it's there. And that's the thing that I think is hard for some people to see. And this is the thing that I don't agree with Marty as much is that he didn't really give them a chance because he sees them as individual films where it's one continual story. Now, there are formula formulaic as comic books tend to be. Here's the thing you got to keep know about comic book movies. They're based on comic books. Comic books reset. It is what they do. You, know, they, you get this huge climactic moment and then everything has to revert back to what it was originally so you could tell the next story. So it is as formulaic as the comic books themselves are. And then his other point, because we're still just summarizing, mm -hmm. is looking back at what he considers cinema, 70 years later, you can go back and still get the same experiences out of it. And a lot of these movies, even we look back 15 years, we look at the first Spider-Man trilogy. It doesn't hold up. Like you, the story is not there. You go back. The acting's not as good. You, are you still enjoying Spider-Man one, two, and three? One and two. One and two. <laughs> three. Yeah, three, 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 three doesn't exist. But Spider-Man two is Spider -Man still great. Two. Spider-Man is still great. I dude. I, I and, still watch Spider-Man. Here's the, the thing. First one? You got to keep in mind that a lot of what he's talking about is his theater going experience. Like that's a big portion of this op-ed is not just the art form itself, but the fact that these people are making the movie specifically for theaters to give an experience to those who go see it. I remember seeing the first Spider-Man in theaters front row because I got my tickets late and I showed up really late front row in the corner, like the worst absolute seat you could possibly be. But I was starry eyed watching that first, the, the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So the concept of not having an experience in the theater, I think, is a little bullshit. I agree with him most of what he's saying, but we were all at Endgame. We all saw what that right. theater went through. So to, 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 to downplay that is, to me, a little close-minded. Because there was an experience that we all shared in the theater, which is exactly what he's talking about. The art form behind making the movie might not be what he was used to or might not be what he wants them to be, but it doesn't change the fact that the audience still got something out of it. And we'll see how that holds up. But there's, there's an art, whether it's, whether it's... Art evolves, right? The crea creation always changes. Everybody doesn't create the same way. These Marvel movies, they're already laid out for you, so you're not creating the story. You are creating what we're seeing. You're doing color it's, by numbers. Doesn't matter. It's, it's, you still have to of, put the colors there. Right. right. A color it, by numbers still can be beautiful. It has to pop, though. But it's not a Rembrandt. Somebody had to come up with the colors first. So somebody yeah. was still doing the work for the other person to put the color in. Right. They already, the one and the two and the three and the four that you know to put the colors, somebody already had to visualize that. So it's not like there was not a process in it. That's all like, honestly, um, what, was, what did uh, Chris Evans say? Um, I think you have that, right? Chris Evans, Chris Evans makes a whole point, and Features is going to get the quote yeah. in just a second. Evans, pretty much Chris Evans said, I think original content inspires creative content. I think new stuff is what keeps the creative wheel rolling. I just believe there's a room at the table for all of it. It's just like saying... A certain type of music isn't music. And who are you to say that? So m removing the music portion of it, where he's talking about originality creates creativity, this, the, the, the originality already happened. It happened just in closed doors without us being there. We weren't around for that part of it. Like, honestly, this phase of these movies is already done. Right. It's just not filmed. But it's done. Somebody sat in a room, a group of writers sat together and figured this out, which very, is a very difficult thing to do. Like that's, that's what a lot of writers for television do. And yeah. they don't do it to this degree. Like this is a new style of writing. This is not something we've seen before. And 
to to what Scorsese was saying initially when when he was pretty much giving like a breakdown of of the things he felt was was cinematic or or cinema to him. There's a lot of that in certain Marvel movies. Like the way he talked about it, it seemed like he watched maybe like the first three Marvel films and didn't even get to something like Winter Soldier. I don't think he saw. He I don't, did not. I think he tried. Because if he did, but here's the thing, my dad. Right. I, I respect my dad's opinion on almost everything, except for when it comes to these kind of movies, because he falls asleep the moment, you know, fight scenes and stuff happens. He's out. He's gone. He's, right. he's taking a nap because they, they bore him. And Martin Scorsese and my dad are going to be very similar in this regard because it's not for him. That's not what he's going to the movies to see. But we, on the other hand, also have a different connection to this material. Well, and that, So that's part of the last thing. And he also talks about. The, the new generation of cinematic filmmakers talks about Paul Thomas Anderson, Claire Dennis, Spike Lee, Ari Aster, uh, Catherine Bigelow, Wes Anderson. Um, well, it was, I don't, they're not, I don't think the new ones that he's talking about. I think he's talking about in that area. We would, he would say when I would go and see their movies. I would leave with a new experience and a new way of telling a story. Yep. I'm going to see something absolutely new, be taken an unexpected journey and maybe even, uh, a great experience. My sense of what is possible telling stories and moving images and sounds is going to be expanded. To him, that is what equals cinema. But the other part of what his problem is with these blockbusters and these theme park movies, as he calls them, is it's not allowing space for anything else in the theaters. He's like, I just did something, and that's me. I just did The Irishman for Netflix. We were able to get into a theater, but would I have liked it to be longer? Yeah. What did uh, what did Bruce Campbell say about oh. the Irishman? <laughs> yeah. So when uh, Marty was talking about CGI being reliant on that for the art, he was like, "What do you think?" Uh, Bruce Campbell was like, "What do you think? There's not CGI. You take him from age nine to 108 in a movie. How'd you do that? Magic? Like, <laughs> <laughs> love- Bruce Campbell just gotta say thanks for coming back for a second. <laughs> um, when you look at everything he says, you cannot deny that he makes very valid points for somebody who was brought up with films you can on the making side of them a person like martin scorsese with the background that martin scorsese has you have to take his opinion with uh, with respect you have to he's he has done so much for this industry that to be honest without him would we be having this conversation there's a good chance we got to this point i don't know and it, that's that's maybe a little bit heavy-handed to say, but there's a chance that no, he is one of those. When we use him, we are also speaking of that, the Coppolas, you know, that whole generation of filmmakers that wouldn't let the art die. But, I, but my whole thing is, is that they're they're looking at the and again. Keep this in mind as we say all this, because I am guarantee you people who are listening aren't going to agree with me. People who are listening aren't going to agree with Mauer or agree with features because art is subjective in this regard. So everything that we say is going to be opinion. But I also don't think I think they're a little close minded on what they consider art because they're saying that the art is the movie beginning to end where I think the art is the fact that you're doing something of this magnitude. You are creating something way more than an individual movie. And if you look at it as that, it is something very different and unique, which is not getting its just desserts. It's, or ju- it's, it's, it's just due, right? It's not, it's not getting the credit that it deserves for what it was able to accomplish, because this is something we've never seen before. So I, to say that it's not art because it's not what you're used to is small. And I've seen this opinion. So when I started off young, I used to paint and draw until I went through 
the windshield of my car and lost feeling in my hand. I did for anybody unaware. Yeah, Mauer's backstory, tragic origin. Mauer's Charlie Baltimore. Um, <laughs> like I did that when I hurt my hand and couldn't draw anymore. I started taking pictures and doing photography. When I started out with photography, and people were like, "Oh, you're an art major." I'm like, "No, I'm a photography major," because I didn't consider photography art. Because I didn't have to do anything. I had to press a button, and that was captured. For the longest time, people didn't consider photography art. And Martin Scorsese, even in the, the op-ed, talks about fighting to make sure that film was considered to be art. Because things, things that are new aren't considered art right away. Video games weren't considered art. Right. So like, I can see where he's coming from that, because I was in the same mindset. No. I used to have to create everything with my hands. Now I can look at something and go, oh, look, that's pretty. Take a picture. And to me, I didn't, because there wasn't work that got put into it that I had to create from scratch. But you, but making something new is not all of a sudden isn't art because it wasn't what you're used to. It's I just can like, relate to what you're saying, but also understand like photography is a different form of art than than hand drawing. As an as an artist myself, like before when you first started taking photos, you can't say like every photo you took was like great. I don't think that's the Until point you that he's, understood. It's, it's not the point that's that he's the making. Point. The point he's making is that the world didn't consider it art. At the time when photography was on its, its, its upswing, there were a lot of people fighting against it. I actually had a conversation with somebody today who was a former photographer who talked about what it was like growing up and trying to be taken serious as a photographer when the art form itself wasn't being taken serious. And art is taught differently than photography. It's almost like you're looking at the same book from the front and one from the back. So I was taught photography mathematically, the rule of thirds, and this is why people's brains think something looks good. So it became very cold and very sterile. When you're an artist doing you know, other types of art, you're just taught about duplicating what's in front of you and also then going to your composition. So when you go into filmmaking and for somebody to have fight for so long that this is the art and this is all the work that goes into what this art is for somebody to come along and kind of sidestep that and do something that might seem lesser, you can see where this generation got upset. But I, so one of the words you used in your last, your last stanza was might seem lesser. But again, I would challenge Martin Scorsese to actually step behind the scenes and see how that whole process works, then make that decision whether it's cinema or not. I do. Because I respect his opinion as somebody that's, as, as a forefather in, in that, that field. But to just watch maybe a handful and not even the whole oh, length I, of things. You're, you're, you're being nice by saying a handful. I, I honestly don't think he got past one movie. If it's not in the Tribeca you know, cans or one of those film festivals. I don't think he's watching films. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I don't, that's fair according, too. According to him, he tried. But I'm well, gonna. I'm trying gonna is he different. Tried, he tried probably like watched, I watched five minutes and didn't. He like probably it. watched yeah, like twenty minutes. He of watched Avengers. Iron Man. I don't even think that Iron Man's a good movie. I don't right, think he watched but, that. But still, Iron Man, it wasn't. You got to keep in mind, it's not formulaic in Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man's still the introduction. Iron Man was an independent movie. Right. Like Iron Man is not should not be considered with the Disney movies. It is its own thing that honestly was amazing that it exists. Mm-hmm. There were so many things working against that movie. The fact that it's out is a is a, a feat all on its own. But I think he's talking about more of the Disney side of things. But here's the here's my point what I'm saying it is formulaic within those movies if you look at them as individual movies. But if you look at them as a shared connected story, like continuity is in a comic book, the art of it is the continuity. And the last piece of, like, his looking at it, 
Martin Scorsese, even back in the day, mm-hmm. would have been totally fine putting a film out and having it make no money because he got to say what he wanted and show what he wanted. Sure. And it's what's missing and what's why he's not calling some of these films in cinema is because if they put one of these movies out and it didn't make a dime, they wouldn't. It's not their art to them because it's not about the art part of it. It's about the making money part yeah. of it. And, and well, that but, that, but then you're talking about a di- that's not. You're not talking about the art form, then. That yeah. is because the art doesn't matter; the money does. But he, he, if you, if you, re- when you read the article, he has this whole section about fighting with the studios about um, the art versus the money. There's a whole section about it and how they've kind of merged into one thing now. Yep. Which look, it's a business at the end of the day. At the end of the day, Disney's trying to make money, and they figured out a way to do it. So I, I can't knock them for that. What I can, I do agree with him that. Studios will only support but so many movies. And nowadays, because of the success of the MCU and so many different studios trying to replicate and emulate that success, that they are selectively only choosing franchise-based things. Take a look at when Disney bought Fox. How many, how many more, we'll say, quote-unquote, Marty cinema movies were scrapped specifically because they only wanted the franchise-based things. Right. I mean, there was a whole, remember that was for maybe a month and a half we were talking about how, how many Fox uh, movies in the works all got canned in like the third, uh, you know, a couple months away from release. They got scrapped because they would not carry a franchise. Where yeah. Disney's in the game of franchises right now. Sure. Just about money. And you have to think, when you go and talk to artists, think about CJ and the artists that we know. They don't do it for the money. They need to live. But a lot of those artists, we go down artist alley all the time. Well, yeah, but that's Disney. Like, I don't, I think well, Kevin Feige is still in it for the books. Like, Kevin Feige is still in it for the story. Marty, I don't think, is talking out against Kevin Feige. No. He is talking out against the people that are making these movies. And when we say making these movies, it's the Disney's, it's, it's the studio heads. Well, at the end of the day, it's not just the studio heads. It's us. Yeah. It's the audience. And I think we owe it to see some of these smaller films, like Kevin Smith um, just went and did his Jam Silent Bob reboot. He knows he's not going to be able to get that film out in a mass release. It, it wasn't even getting a cinematic release at all. So he puts a tour together and does a Q&A to connect with the fans and make sure us. And you know what? The first thing he said, he's like, hey, I'm going to stay here as late as you want because you overpaid to see this movie because it was 50 bucks a ticket. He understands that Yes, he needs some money to do what he wants, and that he tries to keep it as cheap as possible. But for him, it's about that, as much as you can say, he's more about the art than some of these Disney films. But let's also remember, because one of the, the things that Martin Scorsese says a few times in this op-ed is that uh, filmmakers only make movies to go to theaters. Like, sure that there's streaming services out there, but their goal at the end of the day is to get into the theaters. I don't necessarily think that's true anymore. I think if you go to a filmmaker who has an idea and a dream and you say Netflix is interested, they're going to be over the moon. You say Hulu is interested. Amazon Prime is interested. Apple TV Plus is interested. But Those, if you ask them what their dream was when they became a filmmaker. They want to make films. It's not. It's the, it's they want to make, make films. films they want to get into a theater. The natural thing, mm, the natural thing I, overall is people who create want their art dude, shown and spread. Dude, Period. No. Okay. Feach. Feach. Bear with me here. The, the death of the theater is long been something we've talked about. Right. Decades ago. We were talking about the death of the theater in the 90s. This isn't a new... Jurassic Park we were talking about. The death That's of the because theater. the consumers of it like rather be on their sofa. Yeah. 
But so you, the creators still want that feeling. But that's and that's great. But it, it, at the end of the day, if there's no consumers, what's you're you're not you're you're screaming in a in a dark room. So and so at the end of the day, I I think that's an old school mentality. It's a mentality of somebody who grew up building cinema. But now that cinema is a big deal, right? In other regards, he's neglecting all of the other things that are viable. He even flat out says it himself. He says that I say this even though I just finished a Netflix movie. Yeah, and then he's we get a small, and he was happy. He he was the one that fought to get that release in a theater because that's what it meant to him. So the movie almost wasn't released because they weren't giving him a theatrical but release. He can't be the voice of the next generation that's growing up and dealing with it now. No, he, but we dealt with this with CDs, digital media, and there's a lot of music artists out there that stay. The reason why vinyl is becoming big again is they missed having that tangible piece well, of their art out the, there. We're, we're going... With every, so the reason why I, was, I, I stopped featuring, and I'm going to stop you here as well, is, in stopping Scorsese, is that everybody is speaking for everybody. Everybody who makes art isn't going to travel the same journey. Like, if you want to make a comic book, and you want to get it on Marvel, or you want to get it on, uh, on DC, but yet Dark Horse comes up to you, you're going to be ecstatic if it's your first book. But that doesn't stop you from working towards. Sure, but that, but that does also doesn't change the fact that your journey might be a little different to get you there. So saying that something like like diminishing what streaming services have changed uh, have added to the uh, to the the world of entertainment, I think is a bit small minded as well because you're 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 knocking off the urge that everybody wants to sit in their living room for some things. Like I, there, how many movies that you see the trailer for and you're like, eh, I'll wait for that to come home. I'm still going to see it, but I'm going to wait for that one. I yeah. saw Crawl recently with the alligators. Yeah. Awesome movie. Was it? Right. Damn, for me, like most people are going to hate that movie, but for me, that movie scared so me. So I saw the trailer for that and I was like, that looked really cool. I was just talking it to one of our cool, listeners, Damien, and he was like, it was a good movie too. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, but it's I, an alli- it's alligators eating people. Yeah. I'll wait for it. I'll, I'll watch no, that. It Jaws good. in a house. Yeah. It I'll looked wait. good. I didn't I, know if I wanted to like, you know, go but see it. Endgame? That's a movie I want to see in theaters because I want to see it with people. It, chapter one and chapter two, I wanted to see I wanted with to people. I wanted to see that in theaters. So, and here is, and I, the reason why I lean more towards the Scorsese is I grew up working in a theater before theaters changed. So when I worked at the movie theater in the 90s, you still had to wear that stupid uniform with the tuxedo shirts and then go through all that and like everything had to be spotless and clean and there, if people had any kind of food in the theater they got kicked out do you know why you weren't allowed to bring food into the theater other than them not making the money off you i don't ever do the money part it was the sense somebody comes in with an italian hoagie the scent of that takes away from the perceived movie experience they only wanted it to smell like popcorn because everybody associated that the, that's cool i didn't know that so it was that's part of the experience um, the, the cell phones, they used to tell you, I don't know if you guys remember that you had to turn off your cell mm-hmm. phone when you went to the theater because it wasn't as much the sound, but that light going off bothered people as well. People have moved past the experience of taking it in and focused on the experience of being in a group of people reacting to the film before people watched movies in silent. People went to concerts in silent, like the generation that's coming up now, it's not as much about taking it in and absorbing it's let me experience this with people around me and that's i think the almost the dividing point for scorsese is it's focused on that theme park feel like you're experiencing this you're having a good time going out and not as much of the art that is in front of you but again that that really depends on the the filmmaker 
I disagree with that too. Like I, I, I don't completely disagree with him here. I do agree that franchise films have monopolized um, cinema for a very long time, for a very long time. And this is not a. This I mean, how since, refreshing since, was Joker? Probably since X Men. I mean, Joker was refreshing to see yeah, in theaters. Dark Knight, Dark uh, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight. I'd put up there with Joker. I would. I wouldn't put Rises, but I would put. <laughs> I would definitely put the first two. I would have. And look. To say that that someone isn't taking a risk or having an experience is is subjective. Experiences change. It's subjective. Mo- most of what he is saying is subjective. And here's the thing: this goes back into my problem with not only elitism, but also goes into to cr- crazed fandom, which kills me. Is that these things that we argue about day in and day out are subjective. It's okay that we all don't see eye to eye on this. That is fine. Because, but we're now in the generation of people that when the the Spider Man thing happened, there's still people to this Spider Man coming from MCU. Uh There's still people going, Sony's the devil, blah blah blah. They did all like there's such sheeple out there that don't look into the opinions with an open, even debating mind. Like, cool, I know I'm not going to agree with you because you take it. People take it as a personal attack, and I think that's what with him saying Marvel's not cinema. People took it personal against them. Right, because they grew up, because it's, it's, this is a thing that I also wanted to say about Martin Scorsese, and I think Features would completely agree with this, is that he's got no connection to the material that we wanted to see on screen forever. Exactly. That's, it's no different from when we were reading comics as kids, and somebody older than you goes, ah, you should read books. Like a comic book wasn't a book. Oh, it's pictures in it. There's no real story to it. That's a lie. It is. It's just not what you're reading. But people are people. Some, but they're not. But he's not saying that you're lesser for doing it. Scorsese. He didn't say that the people watching them. He's just he's no, complaining. He just said, no, he's, he's talking about yeah. No, that's that's Coppola. Like that was the yeah. despicable part. That and but, the problem is, is they that all got merged together. So and that's what I'm saying when I said Spielberg throwing his name into it. Like it took what I felt was a pure outlook on things and muddied the waters. From day one, I've said, you know what? I agree with Corsese. I don't agree with Coppola. I don't agree with Spielberg as well. Spielberg's Spielberg nuts. Spielberg doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and Coppola, I think, is just a grumpy old senile man at this point. Um, but I was never attacked. Like, I still am going to go see comic book movies. I like popcorn every now and then. But every now and then, I want a full meal, and that's where these Jokers and these indie films dragged across concrete. Yes, but again, this is where we go into things being subjective. Because you're saying that you can only get that kind of a feeling when you go and see those other type of movies. And to say that people who saw Guardians didn't get that experience because you didn't is is subjective. So, like, for example, Maurer, you you hated Ragnarok. Oh, I hate that. Hated Ragnarok. Features, did you like Matt Ragnarok? Yeah, I love Ragnarok. So did I. Did it make you feel something? Yes. So did mine. I would agree with that, too. It's not Joker. I would agree with that, but they're two wildly different types of movies. But it was still, and like you had said before, it was still potato chips compared to Flamin' Yon. Um, I would agree with some of them. I don't know if I'd give it to Ragnarok. I'd say Thor The Dark World, sure. But I, I would put Ragnarok pretty high up on my list. Really? I, me and you will never see eye to eye on this one. I love Ragnarok quite a bit. Uh, that... That it's, same joke three see, times in a minute at the you're beginning. Just, but that's not your thing. The same reason why you wouldn't watch South Park. Yeah. But South Park's been on for how many seasons? It's obviously doing something right. Being commercially viable, 
and enjoyable does not exclude it from like by saying something cinematic by default, you're saying almost not as many people are going to enjoy it. Like that's what movies were back then. I don't know. Cause again, Joker <laughs> Joker made a ton of money for what it was put in, but it also capitalized on that comic book movie. Exactly. But the people that went in, there was more people that walked out of that than probably any other comic movie that's been released. Walked out of it? Yeah. But see, here's the thing, too, right? People walked out of it when I saw it. Here, within 15 minutes. Here, here's the thing about the Joker movie, right? Joker was, was, was shot, directed, and, and played out a lot differently than the comics, like most comic book films, right? But you could argue that not the movie itself, but the Joker character is a franchise. So there's a new argument there. But this movie wasn't made as a franchise. Yeah, it was, it it's was, not made was, as a franchise, but now we're already talking about a capital, sequel. He, so it's he, going to be a franchise. Well, no. It's, they, they were... No. They, they met, well, no. Okay. So right off the bat, Joker will probably get a sequel. But it, it made, if it makes a billion dollars, it's getting but a sequel. But even he says a sequel, it does not make it what he's considering a franchise film. Was the money that makes make it a franchise? Dead, would we say Deadpool's a franchise film? Deadpool's a franchise so that's film. One, two that's movies. two movies. It's franchise. Potentially three, but right now, two movies. Well, no, no. So a franchise film is, it's not as much the story. They're green lighting a movie, not caring about the story just because of the money it made. Well, right. Well, Joaquin that, but, and the director, Todd Phillips, both said they're not making another one unless they can find a story they want to tell. Oh, that's, that's cool. And but, they're the ones that say, so a franchise film is... Deadpool 2 was happening no matter what. It's one of the reasons why Tim Miller stepped away from it because he didn't like the way the story was going. Deadpool 3 was happening no matter what. You're going to get another X-Men movie. Yes. Those are franchise films because the name of the film is more important than the story. So you would so Matrix. Matrix 2 and 3 definitely franchise films. They were greenlit literally at the weekend that it came both. So, but but Matrix One wasn't a franchise. So no. Matrix, when it first came out, wasn't, wasn't a, franchise, a franchise, but became a franchise. Became a franchise. So, don't you think the same is true for Joker? I don't think it's going to become a franchise film. If they make it, I mean, they, they would just they would it's, they, it's a franchise. They could easily just remove Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix and just do it with somebody else. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's, this is this is Disney and Pixar. This is when when Pixar said no, I don't want to do Toy Story, I don't want to do sequels, and Disney went, okay, well, we'll just do it anyway. And they went, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> but it would be a different film. It wouldn't take away from Joker, though. No, no, no. no but, but it's going it to be, be a franchise, franchise. Well, I, don't, I don't want to say it's going to be, but it's absolutely a possibility that it becomes so a franchise. Ha- but having a sequel or even multiple sequels doesn't make it what he's calling a franchise film, where the, just the making them and churning them out is what's important. So, but if he's throwing Marvel movies as uh, each one of them is its own franchise, is that they're just churning them out, Technically, they're what? One, two, three, four, five, three of these. six, seven franchises? Eight franchises? Yeah, eight franchises. Nine franchises? Uh, Strange, Ant-Man, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man, okay. So what nine. am I missing? Am I missing something? Is that everything? I think that's everything. That's everything. That's nine franchises in all those. Yeah. So that's not one giant franchise. Well, nine series of movies that tell one story. That's unprecedented. Correct. That's new territory. It's a new art form. And so you're right. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we it should be the different... Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe it should have its own new name. We, and then that's where the I Marvel think Universe Universe. If we take something from this, maybe we should start. And I know def- people hate giving things definitions, but sometimes definitions make it 
easier for things to coexist. Okay, so let's look at the definition of cinema. First one, a theater where movies are shown for public entertainment. That's the a movie cin- theater. Yeah, that's the right. Second one, the production of movies as an art or industry. Hmm. So, are we still going to say that Marvel films aren't cinema? Yes. I disagree. I then, uh, then you're going completely against this definition. But that's okay. But words this, with this de- is- words specifically in the English language don't always mean what their definition is. It, you, it, this is this is a, this is subjective feature. Okay. This is like you cannot this prove like, this right or wrong. Call, like if I show you Sword. if I show you Picasso, and then I go I take you to a motel and I say, look at the art on the wall there. Are they the same? It's art. Sure. Both of these are movies. So I look. I don't agree that saying it's not. Cinema. I'm not going to say just because something isn't made but, by Picasso, it's not art. But that is, so this is where we get into the subjective nature of it. So you can't tell him he's wrong because it's his opinion. Just like you're not wrong because it's your opinion. If I draw a stick figure on here right now, it's, it's art. Art is something that moves you. It's something that moves you. You gave you an so experience. It's something you probably might tell a little kid that his stick figure isn't isn't art. But I'm not going to do that. Because that's what he, that's, then, that's what they yeah, felt from you, their soul. But do you believe it's art? That's what he's got. Yeah. It's not. It's not. You wouldn't do it because, like, you're saying that he would. He would say it's art because he's an asshole. It is which art. He pro- he still would do that. But yeah. <laughs> but my. But point, do you feel it's art? Would you hang you it on your wall? Feel like yes. did you? All right, were cool. You, I'm gonna draw you a stick figure. I want to see it on your wall. Were you? Well, no. It's whether or not your stick figure moves it. You see, you. I know you draw better than a stick figure, and this is, goes back to what I was saying earlier. Art evolves. It's not going to stay the same. It right. changes. But again, Scorsese's art form has changed. It's not what it once was. Cinema and theater has changed. But again, it's subjective. So all of it's moot. It's right. All of it's moot because at the end of the day, nobody's right and nobody's wrong on how art moves you. For example, if he's not moved by Endgame, that sucks for him. Sure. I was. I and was. I loved it. I was moved multiple Mauer. times. I, I absolutely shed uh, a tear uh, in that theater. So, and I feature, I don't think you're listening to what I've been saying. I'm not saying that I did not enjoy the movies. I still don't feel they are cinema. And that's his, it's his right. Because also seeing Infinity War three months after it came out, I did not like the movie as much as I did in that moment. And one of the things that Scorsese said, 70 years from now, will they still be able to give you that same feeling? I think so. Yes. But again. And Infinity War has already lost that for me. But we also base modern movies and, and modern, like this take on modern movies also is very nostalgia oriented. You take the nostalgia factor out of a lot of this, things change. Like, look at The Flash. I know that's a crap show. Right. But I love it. But it's because it's nostalgia for me. This is, where I, this is going back to what I was saying before about our connection to the characters and a connection to what's happening. Look, anybody here at the table a Harry Potter fan? No. Yes. I'm not. I'm sorry. I am. But did you grow up reading the Harry Potter books? Yeah. That's why you have a connection to it, and that's why I could care less. So I understand, like, so if, you, if this argument was but Harry I, Potter movies aren't cinema, they are, the argument, like, our take on it would be a little different because we are not as invested in the source material. But if, if, if the argument was Jason movies, the Friday the 13th movies aren't cinema, would you feel the same? Does the it, argument change when we change the topic? It's cinema. Well, the, so, okay, so then you're, you're on my side, then cinema is a blanket statement. It is. But not, as, as but, per that definition, but that's yes. not true for everyone. Yeah, and, okay, and that's what we have to think. Like, look at um, what was uh, what was this is the end when um, <laughs> what was his name? Oh, it's his name. Twenty seven hours, one hundred twenty seven hours. Uh, this... He just had a roast. Uh, James Franco. 
Oh, James no. Franco, and he was like, uh, he had their names written on the wall. If you've never seen this movie, they have these, there's pictures of their names written on the wall. It's like a painting of their names. Okay. And he goes, he goes, well, I'm just not really into art. He goes, you're not into art, bro? You don't like art? You eat a sandwich, bro? That's art. That's sandwich. <laughs> there there is that's art. art making a sandwich. Sure. I agree. Like, would you consider baking an art? Yes. Do you, Mauer? No. You okay, but a lot of people would. There are. What? A lot of people would. You know, yeah. you know how many baking shows there but are? This, Just because there's a show doesn't make it art. But there's chefs that make it an art. Mm, this science. Is, this, is, this is subjective. This is subjective. No, there, I, there's an art form in food. In food. There's 100% an baking art Baking is science. Cooking, I would sure, say, is more of art. But, but you have... But, you, but dude, people make cakes that look like Iron Man that are as tall as Iron Man. That's an art form. That's an art form. Pulling that off is not an easy thing to do just because science pulled it off. Science also created cameras. I can't eat them. Yes, you can. You can't eat them? No, a lot of those... They taste like crap, but... Yeah, it's fondant. Yeah, it's that weird... Yes. That, that non-icing icing like yeah. is, is crap. Don't get me wrong, but... I want to see one of those shows... This off time. I want to see one of those shows where everything is freaking Willy Wonka. I love how we got into... Yeah. We got into baking. This is this is how fat this show gets. <laughs> if everything was Willy Wonka and everything was delicious... If Martin Scorsese deep fried it, I would be okay with it. <laughs> Listen, it, and I asked this before in the show, I would give up... Every popcorn flick in the world, if I had to choose between popcorn flicks and what Yeah, but see, cinema, what you consider a popcorn flick, this, again, we go into, this is subjective. The problem with statements like that is that it's going to be, it's, it's going to be hard to get people to see exactly the way you do, because what considered a popcorn flick is not the same to you, which is not the same to me, which is not the same to features, which is not the same to the person listening to this show right now. If I had to give up a list of movies created by Martin Scorsese or Marvel movies, I would give up Marvel movies. Mm. Here's Currently? The, yeah. So yeah. this is where I would disagree with you, because although I would agree that most of Scorsese movies are better than Marvel movies, I rewatch Marvel movies and have more of an enjoyment for them. This goes back to the Raging Bull idea. Raging Bull is a great movie. Hate it. We'll never watch it again. Great movie. Never want to watch it again. Ever, 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 ever. And I love that. I love the feeling I get watching that movie. I don't. I want to punch somebody. <laughs> well, it's just full of awful people. I get why you like it, but it's full of awful people. That, that, I don't want to see that over and over. Where I would much rather sit and watch Winter Soldier again. So rewatchability to me, is what makes me want to go back to something. And rewatchability is different for you and me. Sure. Again, subjective. This whole argument is subjective. That's why this is such a weird topic in but general. this is why I don't understand why so many people got butt hurt. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. Because it, it, it when, now that he's explained his stance, that's one thing. But when he just flat out said that it's not cinema, to me, that's elitism. And I cannot stand elitism. If we've ridiculous. learned nothing from me over four years of doing this show... I can't. The reason we do this show is that I can't stand elitism. And I want to make sure elitism stays here. No, it's terrible. It's an awful thing. It's perfect. No, it gets. You it's, all it's, suck compared it's, to yeah, us. It's, 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 it, inclusion is not a thing with elitism. Don't include anybody other than us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. If you're not part of our crew, you're out of here. That's not true. That's not true. Press the unsubscribe button. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. What's wrong with you, Mauer? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the elitism was coming out of me. All right. Um, yeah, we're not going to agree on this. No. And that's, but again, it's subjective. That's okay. People it's listening, I want you to take the stick out of your butt. If you couldn't see that both sides have a point, 
and listen to it again. Be- I don't care if you don't see the other side as a point. You just need to respect their opinion. Yeah, we can't bash. We can't say everybody boycott Martin Scorsese. I would never say that. No, it's dumb. It's That stuff is stupid. Look, look people can like things. Just let them like things. Just okay. let people smile and be happy. You know what? If they're happy, let them be happy. Give <laughs> him a comic book property. Say, do what you want with he it. He refuses to do it. I said that earlier. Although, could you imagine what Zucker. Joker would have been like if he, was, if he stuck with it? I would, I would, I would almost feel like it would ruin what we got. Well, he stepped away because it was already like two remakes of his movies. Would it? We kept sure, but would his would his version of it be better? Who knows? I know. Like I I that was already damn good. I wouldn't want him to touch it. Like I really was like, leave that movie alone. It was amazing. Um, but I'd like to see him do Moon Knight. He would never. He would never. Never happen. But you're right. It'd be great. But this is my thing. If if you're that deep into the art then I challenge you to do something. But he even said in his op-ed that if he grew up in this time period, that he would be interested in doing one, but he just doesn't, he's not interested in the movies. It's just like, and my, that's fair. It's like I can my, respect that. It's like when, when a new Marvel movie comes out, my dad will call me and say, hey, can you take your little brothers? Because I really just don't want to see this movie. Yeah, but listen, that's I can, fine. I can respect that. But when you say, that's, that's like when you make a blanket statement, like saying, ah, I'm not going to see it because it's, it's trash. How well, do I like, know it's trash? This is like when we were growing up, Feach, and people were saying, Ja Rule's not rap, he's an entertainer. Not a rapper, he's an entertainer. No, he rapped. Yeah, but that, but if you remember growing up, that was a normal. I would thing even go sure. the Diddy. People are like Diddy's not a rapper. He's an entertainer. He's a he's definitely an entertainer, but he just so happened to rap. Didn't matter but whether he would, wrote but it or that not. Would make him a rapper. So, so but yeah. this is where I agree. I this I agree with you. Does that, that make Betty of, White a rapper? Because she rapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, does she rap for a living consistently? She did it. She got paid to do it. Multiple times. That's, that's true. Well, I guess that's that true. she's a rapper. That's true. She has a CD, a song I mean, on I a CD. I love the fact that this ended up with, is Betty White a professional rapper? I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be mad and the Betty answer White is being yet. a rapper. <laughs> Betty White is legendary. On that oh, note, do so that good. thing. Can I call this one Betty White's a rapper? Yes. Yes, you can. Well, says the op-ed, Betty White's a rapper. <laughs> where my mind goes. I can't, I can't with that. That's the greatest sentence. I mean, for all that, Cookie Monster's a rapper. Oh, my God. C is for cookie. Healthy food. That That's a hit. All right. It's a hit record. If you like the show, do us a favor. Comment, like, subscribe. Um, I would love to hear everybody's opinion. If we can keep this conversation going in the Firesiders group. <laughs> I really do. I want to hear what everybody's opinion on this is because this is a very polarizing topic. But again, subjective. Remember that. Not what somebody, if somebody disagrees with you in the comment section, it's an opinion and it's okay. Let people be happy. Once again, I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I am Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out. I'm done with that. I know. I don't know what to do with one, it yet. One of these days we got, we can tell you why, but as of right now, no. Um, Put it this way. Well, here, can we at least say this? It's not a bad thing. No. It's not a bad thing. I just, we just can't say why yet. Why we don't do? There's a lot own. of changes coming. Yeah. Why we're not doing the outro anymore? We're at a few forks in the road right uh, now. Quite a quite a few. So we need to make some decisions. It's not a bad thing. That's why we don't say the uh, the you know. Don't the, forget the, to the other one with the app. <laughs> we really got this covered. Coming wow. soon. Celsius. Betty Boy is a rapper. Is it hip? Hop, the hip, the hip, to the hip, hip, hop. You don't stop a rock to the bang, bang. Boogies up, jump the boogie to the rumble, to the rumble, be. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm a rapping to the beat. It's just me, the crew, and my squad. We're going to try to move your feet.